Shir before? Anything to go over? Anything further? Any questions? I didn't have time to do any of the Baltosif issues, but uh, so far so good. Okay. Uh, we can open everything up for questions, and uh, let's see how, uh, you know, but that'll be fine, and then we can uh, discuss other things in learning if, uh, if time allows. Good, good, good. Tell me what's on your mind. Any, uh, yeah, let me hear. So we mentioned earlier Dominikov's books. How do we have the, the, the content of Dominikov's books and also Marisayin? How do they coexist? Marisayin and Dominikov's books. Marisayin, let's start with that, has two halves to it. Marisayin has two halves to it. If you look carefully in the Gemaras, Sometimes the Gemara speaks about Marisayan, and sometimes the Gemara speaks about Shad, Shad, right? That we're going to suspect a person to do something. So part of Marisayan has nothing at all to do with being the Kamal Tavskos. Part of Marisayan is the following. I'm going to see someone do something, and, you know, it has the appearance of though it's correct, or the appearance of though it's wrong, and what am I going to do? What's my response going to be? What's my response going to be? So I'll tell you two opposite responses. Two opposite responses. One response is that I think this person is a person of great integrity. And if he's doing it, it must be mutter. It must be mutter. Nothing at all to do with Dhamma Kapskus. I'm going to assume it's mutter, and I'm going to do it. You know what? Yeah, but he did it in this way, but it had the appearance of doing it in another way. <clears throat> and therefore, by my copying what he's doing... I'm going to violate an Aveir. I'm going to violate an Aveir. So half of Marisayin is what I would call is a form of belief naivin. That if I do something in a way that has an appearance of being wrong, somebody's going to copy me, and I will be facilitating that Aveir. Facilitating that Aveir. No? That's one half. That's one half. Then the other half of belief naivin, Marisayin is an Isra Vlashon I'm going to do something, and you're not going to assume I'm such a great person who might be right. You're going to assume that I'm doing something terribly wrong. And you're going to be choshed me, choshed me. Yeah, that's a form of Alashon Hara. Kersavechuk used to comment that Marisayin has two opposite elements to it. One is the Nisra of Lifne Iver, and one is the Nisra of Lashon Hara. Lifne Iver, that you're going to assume what I'm doing is true and you're going to do it. You're eating outside that restaurant. I'm going to assume based on what you're doing. That's a kosher restaurant. I'm going to go in there and eat. Your position there is facilitating my doing something wrong. Another response could be, is that I'm seeing you standing there. I'm going to be kosher you inappropriately. Inappropriately. That, you know what? That you were doing something wrong. Even if it's inappropriate, but the reality is, is that some people do that. And that's part of Yisimikim Hashem Yisrael. So Slavichik used to comment that there are two halves, right? To the Isr of Marisayim. One is the Nisr of Lashon Hara, and one is the Nisr In fact, Rav Salechik said the following. The Chavitz Chaim raises the question, is the person allowed to speak Lashon Hara about themselves? So Rav Salechik commented, he thought that's obviously not true. You cannot speak Lashon about yourself. Vaharaya Marisayim. You know, I'm going to have the attitude that, you know what, who cares what people say? Who cares what people say? If it's the first half, they're going to think it's right and copy me. That's a problem. But let's assume it's something that is obviously not right. It looks like I'm eating trade. People aren't going to assume that, that it's mutter. They're going to assume that I'm a balaveira. I don't have the right to assume, so let them think I'm a balaveira. A, a person has to be concerned about his reputation. Reputation. 
you can't put yourself in a compromised situation, and that's part of the Pasuk. What I will tell you is the following, that some tasis in the Gemara is the first, sometimes is the latter. When the Gemara uses the term chshad, it means the latter case, the latter case. So if I have a house, for example, and the minog is to light near Hanukkah outside, I have to make sure that I have an near Hanukkah at every door, at every door. Because a person will see my door and there's no near Hanukkah, it's not that he's going to assume there's no mitzvah near Hanukkah, he's going to assume that I'm doing something wrong. And therefore that has to be, that has to be protected. So a person does have to be damakavskus, Part of this sort of Marisayin is the realization that not everyone is going to do so. And a second half of Marisayin is, even if a person is done the Kapskus, that he may mimic what I'm doing and end up violating what I'm doing. Good? Those are the two halves. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yes? I think both are necessary. In other words, we have to relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu, not independently, but we have to relate to HaKadosh Baruch Hu as a confluence, a convergence of these two meetings. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is a Melech, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu is an Av. And I'll tell you what the key is that usually when it comes to Avdus, we don't associate Avdus with Ava. Those are two things that somehow don't go together. But when it comes to Hashem, it goes together. It goes together. No? I'll tell you the following. When you look at the sugya in Shabbos and Daf Peches, that's where the Gemara says, B'nai Yisrael responded and said, Nasev and Ishmael. Nasev and Ishmael. Who says Nasev and Ishmael? You know, a normal thinking person would not say yes if he doesn't know what he's being asked to do. Who says Nasev and Ishmael? So I'll tell you two exceptions. One is a Svarna and one is a Rashi. The Svarna writes, you know who says Nasev and Ishmael? An Evan. An Evan. If I don't have right of refusal, I don't have a right to say no, so I'm going to say yes, no? When an adult asks an evid to do something, he says, are you going to listen to me? The answer is, I have no choice. The answer is yes. In evid, in evid, says, now seven ishma. You know what Rashi writes? Shabbos peiches and Sometimes people learn the sigas on peiches, Kabbalah Satara, they don't turn the daf, no? So the Rashi, the very top line. Now peiches and You know what Rashi writes? What now seven ishma? Kederech haosimi ava. In Ohev says Nasev and Ishma. If you want to demonstrate the Midas Ha'ava, you know what? You'll say yes. You'll say yes. No? You know, you're about to get engaged, and somebody's going to raise the question, how is it that things are going to work out exactly? You know what the answer is? You're going to say yes. You're going to say yes. Whatever it takes. That's what I'll do. So it's fascinating. Rashi writes in Ohev, and the Sfarna writes in Evid. In Evid. You know what I'll tell you? That for a bus of Hidam, that's a contradiction. But for a Kaddish Baruch Hu, to be an Evid Hashem and to be an Ohev is not a contradiction at all. You know, the greatest praise of Moshe Rabbeinu, the greatest praise of Moshe Rabbeinu that he was an Evid Hashem. And that's what I mentioned, that Anashem Abdecha. We thank Hashem for able to be, to be an Evid. So for a Basar Vidam, those things don't go together. But for Hashem, they certainly, they certainly do. I'll tell you like a fascinating question, Tara. Simply, you know the parsha of Ritzi, you know parsha Mishpatim. Right? You have an Eved who wants to remain an Eved. Ratzah says, "Maseva You pierce his ear. Why do you pierce the ear? Right? Rashi calls todayas. Rabbi the Chachamim. Either because of Ozan Shishama. All right, start with the other one. Ozan Shishama. Why do you pierce the ear of Eved? He must have heard something that he failed to practice. Either, either, either. 
Lo Singsa, right? You're not supposed to steal. And Palak Sev had gone off and he stole, so therefore Teirat said, What's the other answer? Didn't he hear You're only supposed to be an Ebed Hashem. He became an Ebed to a boss of Adam. So Teirat says, Zira's Pierce, to Zira's Pierce. So you've heard of that before? No? Piercing over the air? No? There's a Torah, there's a Sefer Shmos, the Parsha Sushvatim, no? The Parsha of Heaven? No? Shnai Mikrebecha Targum, you do? No? Starting now? You do, no? You really have to do. You really have to do. No, that you really have to do. So, I'll ask you a simple question. Simple question. Timing, timing. How do you understand the timing of Ritzim? The timing of Ritzim. I think you can ask the question of both. But let me ask it this way, just because that's the, that was what was posed. A person sells himself as an event. You're not supposed to do that. So pierce his ear. No, you don't pierce his ear. He remains an event for years. All of a sudden now he extends his avdus, and now you take him aside, you pierce the ear that you're not supposed to become an event. What do you mean not supposed to become an event? I've been an event, no? Why is the Ritzia years later? You ever think about that? Why isn't the Ritzia the moment that he became an event? The moment he decided to become an event, so pierce his ear. That's not right. You let him become an event, and you wait, and you wait, and wait, and you pierce his ear. So I'll tell you one of the answers. Why does he become an event? Why does he become an Evan? When you look in the Pasuk, the Torah tells us he became an Evan because You know what that means? He was down and out. He was distraught. He was depressed. His back was against the wall. He became an Evan. That's not right. You know, I wish he would have asked me. I would have told him, don't become an Evan. We'll work it out. He became an Evan. But that has nothing to do with Avodah Hashem. A person who out of desperation, because he's depressed, that that's why he serves Hashem. His six years are up, and he wants to remain in heaven. Now what does he say? He doesn't say that, you know, I'm distraught, and there's despair, and you know what, I, my back is against the wall. You know what he says now? Ahavti Yasadon. I love being in heaven. I love my Adam. That's Avdus and Ahava. That's a violation of That's when you pierce his ear. That's Avdus Hashem. No? So I would tell you, everything that we do in life, we do because Hashem is Avinu Malkein. Everything, everything. And, and when we turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Slich and Kapara, we have to turn to HaKadosh Baruch Hu for a dual sense. Right? HaKadosh Baruch Hu is an Av, but HaKadosh Baruch Hu also is considered to be the Melech. I think those things are critically, critically important. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, abortion is not allowed. What the Isser of abortion is, is not clear, not clear, and it might depend on different, on different steps, on different steps. And Shilas have to be posed when under extenuating circumstance that could possibly, possibly be considered, possibly considered. Some could assume that it's Nisra of Chavala, wounding, wounding, right? That itself is considered to be us. Sometimes, no doubt, termination of life, right, is considered to be an act of Ritzicha, an act of Ritzicha. You know, it's a fascinating issue. At what point in time does an Uber have a status of a Chai, of a Ben Kayama? Right? Not fully, fully clear. When exactly is that true? Right? Because after all, right, the Gemara in Sanhedrin explains, a Mishnah know that you could sacrifice the life of a Vlad to save the life of a mother. No? And if it's really true that the Vlad is a full, full Ben Kayama, 
So how is that possible? How is it possible to go ahead and to, and to do so? Why don't we assume that, look, you have no right to save a life by, by taking a life. Maybe the answer is a Vlad is not always considered to be a bed kayama. And it's not always an Isra of Ritzif. Maybe the answer is, oh, a Chiddush at the Rambam writes, Midin, Rodev, Rodev. Maybe if we can determine that the Vlad is putting the life of the mother in jeopardy, so therefore maybe, despite the fact that it's a Ben Kayama, that's a very, very heavy issue. You know, the Ramban discusses, hmm, uh, there is a comment of uh, the Ran, and of Samachem, Daf Beharif, Shabbos. Can you be Mechal Shabbos, Daraisa, to save the life of an Uber? To save the life of an Uber? What is its status? If an Uber is a Ben Kayama, well then yes, no? After all, But if you assume an Uber is not a Ben Kayama, and aborting a pregnancy is not always Ritzicha, am I allowed to save the Bimachal Shabbos, to save the life of, of an Uber, no? Not so, not so clear. Not so clear. There's a Chiddush of Ramban. Ramban said it's a great Chiddush. How do I know that Pikoach Nefesh is Dolcha Shabbos? How do I know Pikoach Nefesh is Dolcha Shabbos? So one drasha, right, is the drasha of Shmo Bachai Bahem, below Shemusbem, the Sugin Yumadav Pehei. Another drasha of Shemen Asiyah, Chalel Shabbos Achas, Kedeshishmor Shabbos Asarbe. So you know what the Rabban writes such a Kiddush? Even if the Vlad is not a full Ben Kayama, you could still rely on Rosh Hashanah that you know what? Be Machal Shabbos Daraisa to save life of a Vlad. That's a pretty heavy issue. No, that's a major discussion. Shofarach Semin Shin Vav, the Shofarach Arav, the Kuntrasachra. So there is room to discuss at what point in time is it, is it considered to be a full Bar Kayama with the Nisra of Ratzicha? At what point is it, is it not? I'll tell you, this requires like a whole separate shear, but there is a concept that Chazanish writes in two places of Ratzon HaTorah, Ratzon HaTorah, that a person always has to embrace what is the will of Hashem. And that Radvaz writes that sometimes you can see the Ratzon HaShem even if something is not an explicit mitzvah or an explicit aver. The binding power of the fact that the Torah says that this is or this is not Appropriate, appropriate. Mm, that's an important Kiddush. You can take a look in the Chazanish. If you want to take a look at it, Yeridea Kuf Memtes Ches. Kuf Memtes Ches. That's where the Chazanish develops this important comment called Ratzon Hatov. So I will tell you that there are many moving parts in terms of abortion. Nisr Chavala, Nisr and Moshe Weiss has written that maybe again the concept of Ratzon Hatorah in that particular context. Regal uh, Achaz, those are the uh, those are the sheetas. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we say Ahmed as Right, it, it is true. It, it, it is true. That that certainly was not was not the cap. But I will tell you that the Rambam writes in Elchus Chuva that a mission in life is to emulate Moshe Rabbein. The avoda of the avos was a different type of avoda. You know, they they served Hashem in a different in a different way. You know, the Nitziv points out they could offer karbanos anywhere they wanted to. They could daven and serve Hashem in any way. They could perform kabilas chasadim intuitively. Once we're given the Torah Hashem, so our bar is the Torah Moshe Rabbein. 
how Moshe Rabbeinu did so. That really is considered to be our model. There's a Rambam and Pirush Mishnayim Sulan Davkuf that writes that that's the meaning of Torah Sivvana Moshe. And that's the meaning of the Gemara Shabbos Davkuf Lamed Hey of Ein Lamed Demi Kodamat Torah. That if something was found in the Chumash before Moshe Rabbeinu, you can't always use that as an absolute model because things change. Brismila of Avram Avinu was done differently than we do our Brismila. We do it based on Mamad Arsina. So I will tell you, in all aspects of Avodah Hashem, right, we look to Torah Tzivlona Moshe. And Moshe Rabbeinu for us symbolizes, right, the most wholesome, holistic life of Avodah Hashem. Torah Moshe. So that's what the Rambam writes, that you have to try to emulate Moshe Rabbeinu. A person has to have that goal. That's something which is incredible. I know you're not going to attain that goal. Because the Rambam writes that part of the Ikariyamun is the uniqueness of Moshe Rabbeinu and the uniqueness of Amos Moshe. But you know what? Sometimes you can set a goal. Your goal could be Shas Valpeh. But you know what? Even if you don't attain it, getting there is pretty important. No? All the steps. All the steps that are necessary to be there. So I would tell you that holistically, when we speak about leading the life, we point to Moshe point to Moshe so therefore, if that was the time of the Misas Moshe Rabbeinu, so therefore for us, it means a life which is crowned with the legacy of Moshe Rabbeinu. Yeah. Let me hear some practical applications, questions about your day-to-day life. Let me hear. <laughs> if you'd like to, yeah. Uh-huh. Right, good. Um, the first three of them are God Himself. Mm-hmm. How are, like, what are exactly are those attributes? Right, so you have to realize that it's true that they're not only names, but they exhibit a certain meaning. A certain meaning. It's not even clear what the Adunios are. When we say Hashem, Hashem, is that one or is that two? Those are two days and toasts, right? Whether that counts as one, that counts as two. The Gemara's drash is Hashem Kodem Achet and Hashem Lachar Achet. That means HaKadosh Baruch Hu is going to relate to you even though a person has committed Achet. That's an incredible mitzvah. No? Maybe one could think, you know, look, you broke the deal and therefore bust. No? Right? There's Hashem Lachar Achet as well. So even those types of things represent midas of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Kel represents a sense of a, of a Midas Adin, right, of a Midas Adin. So it represents the Midas. And those are Midas that a person has to emulate, and a person has to practice. You have to practice. The language of the Gemara is, Yas Kaseder Hazen. This is what you have to do, not to say. No? It's easy on a Sarasamei to say the Midas. But to practice the Midas is something which is, which is harder, which is harder, right? That you have to know that, you know, there's an appropriate time to be stern. There's an appropriate time that a person has to exercise incredible, incredible chesed. Like, so we have to emulate the midos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Emulating the midos of HaKadosh Baruch Hu are two different sugyas. Now, there's the Quran, Sota Daf Yud Daled, or Sugyin Shabbos Daf Kufla Med Gimel. Sota Yud Daled, right, that's Reb Chaim Baruch Hanina, Achrei Hashem Lakeichem Teleichem. In Shabbos, Daf Kufla Med Gimel, Zabba Shoz, Akeli Van Veyu, Anivahu. What we say every day, no, Van Vehu is, I emulate HaKadosh Baruch Hu. There are two sugyas of emulate HaKadosh Baruch Hu. What's the difference in the sugyas? I'll tell you the following. You know, let's say Chesed. 
you have to do chesed, you have to be an oseh chesed, but you also have to be a bal chesed. Bal chesed is the midah. Asiyas chesed is the asiyah. Because, you know, in life, you know, you can't always assume if you have one, you have the other. Some people can do the right thing, but they're not very gracious. They're not very gracious, you know? They can have a chip on their shoulder. They'll do the right thing. Push comes to shove, you know what? They'll service a person who's in need, but they're not doing it with the graciousness of the heart. There's some people who are very, very gracious, but they don't get the job done. I can't count on them to walk the walk. Both are necessary. You have to be a bal chesed and an oseh chesed. You have to have the midah, and you have to have the asiyah. So, the Gemara in Shabbos speaks about the midah, racha v'chanam, Shabbos kuflamet gimel. The Gemara in Sultan Dafiyadala speaks about nicham aveilim, dikur cholim, ursameis. It speaks about the asiyah. Both are considered to be necessary, and those are parts of the yirgul midos, the attributes of HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're obligated to emulate. Yeah. Right. Right. Not necessarily. It doesn't mean it's usur. It means cautious. In other words, a person has to be cautious about about those. There are certain enterprises, certain professions that have certain obstacles. You know, and you have to recognize that that, that that's true. You have to know what the challenges of your profession are. The Gemara is very concerned, the Mishnah Perkyavos, that if you assume to roll up leadership, you know what, that somehow that can fly in the face of Anava. A person can be very, very taken by the power that he has, and sometimes power corrupts. Now, a person has to be very, very mindful, very mindful of that. So we don't necessarily look simply to be empowered. But obviously at times that's absolutely justified, as you find when it comes to the Fafmeyasar. But a person always has to know, always has to know in very real terms, right, the challenges, the challenges of every walk of life, you know? You have to know challenges of environment. The Rambam writes that's kind of critical, you know, because a person's Avodah Hashem has to be to respond to an environment, to respond to a certain type of, of challenge. So the mission is very concerned that if a person rises to appointment, a minui, he's empowered, there's certain baggage that can easily accompany that. So a person has to be very, very on guard. But if the feeling is, is that, you know what, that this is letoelis, this is something that can be done to service Kal then yes, it can be done, but it has to be done in a very, very balanced, balanced way. There is a tosis, tiny stuff, yud aleph, Right, there's a tosis of Babakama as well. But you know what? Sometimes in life, a person to be faced with a situation that may not be ideal, but it's necessary. It's necessary, but maybe it's not considered to be an ideal. And a person has to balance that. A person has to navigate that very, very carefully. Very, very carefully. Tosis gives like a stunning example. A person, let's say, has right a horrific dream on Friday night. So he's going to ask me what to do. You know what I'm going to tell him? In that case, sometimes I'll say, fast, fast Shabbos day. He doesn't have a Siddha Shabbos, Shabbos morning, doesn't have Shalashuddhas, he fasts the entire day, fast the entire day. Okay, it wasn't easy for him, but look, you know, he asked the Shaila, he listened to what the Rav said, he fasted all day. All of a sudden, I'll say Shabbos, I call him on the phone, you know what I tell him? You have to fast now during the week, 
because you didn't fulfill the mitzvah of Onik Shabbos. He has to fast again. So, like, the guy looks at me, you know, I know I didn't fulfill the mitzvah of Onik Shabbos, but that, that's what you told me to do. So, you know what Tosis writes? That's the halacha. You know why? Because sometimes a person can be in a situation where you're faced with the circumstances less than ideal. It could be worth it, but you have to recognize there could also be an element of hate. An element of hate. And therefore, you know what? That might need kapara. And the sukkahs that you're doing, it's very important. Sometimes you can have like an esidokhalosase. Esidokhalosase means there's no isr. There's no isr in esidokhalosase. Sometimes you can have a sukkah shabbos dalid, which is called like, oh, a which is chavercha, a hate. But sometimes the hate can be justified. The Gemara Sota calls that an Avera Lishma. An Avera Lishma. But there can be an element of an Avera. So one has to realize that sometimes in life you can be called upon to do something, even though, even though, you know, Esther Amalka, she was called upon to do something, even though this wasn't the typical, the typical way that you serve Klai Yisrael. But you know what? Sometimes it can be justified, but there could be an element of a chet which is involved. So you have to make sure you're doing so absolutely Lishma. Lishma is critical. And you have to recognize that you have to account for that element of faith as well. Yeah. Do we need to be perfect Jews to receive it? A person has to strive holistically to fulfill the Ratzon Hashem. Does HaKadosh Baruch Hu expect us to be absolutely perfect? People are not perfect. People make mistakes. But you know what? You can't lead a life of mistakes. In other words, you have to position yourself. You know what? I may end up making a mistake, Rahman al-Islam and, and Chil Shabbos, but I have to know Hilfa Shabbos. I can't just simply say, you know what, the ignorance is bliss, and I'm not going to position myself, I'm not going to be aware of what the Torah requires of me in order to somehow, you know, just plot through life. So a person does not, not have to be perfect. But a person has to have aspirations. A person has to have shifos. So you know what your aspiration is, is to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu to the best that you can and know what it is that HaKadosh Baruch Hu is asking me to do. So a person has to know the Torah Sashem, a person has to know Halacha, and a person has to try as best as he can to do so. Because HaKadosh Baruch Hu, all or nothing, like everything in life is either perfection or not, certainly, certainly not. And recognize that HaKadosh Baruch Hu knows we're human, their human limitations, their human frailty, but we have to give it our best shot when it comes to learning, when it comes to davening, when it comes to avodah session. So that effort, that's something which is very, very critical. And the more earnestly that we invest, and the more that we know, and the more we daven Kishmaya, the more Akadosh Baruch will again, obviously, that's what he expects of us. Understand and tolerate the fact that, you know, that, that sometimes we missed it. So, Rabbi, most of us here are going to our final year of high school. Uh-huh. Rabbi, can describe some of the challenges that we should be wary of in the 12th grade year, right. as well as certain goals that we can mm-hmm. all strive for and achieve this year in uh-huh. Right. Setting goals is something that's critically, critically important. Critically important. You know, um, I find in 12th grade, you know, a lot of the students already have their eyes on the future. When it comes sometimes to secular classes, you're starting to take AP courses that are not always the simplest. You know, you'll take Orgo AP, you'll take Chem AP, not easiest, but you know what? You're going to sit down with a mindset that I could do this and I can really accomplish. You can take even college classes 
you know, even though you're only in high school, even though they're somewhat accelerated and somewhat, somewhat advanced, and, and guys do incredibly, incredibly well. In other words, Kadesh Baruch Hu has given you the gifts, Kadesh Baruch Hu has given you the tools to be able to really master significant, significant learning and, and to be able to apply it. So you have to do that in learning as well. You have to do that when it comes to learning. Sometimes, unfortunately, you know, in 12th grade, the bar is set pretty low, right, in terms of learning. You know, I can ask 12th graders, what did you learn this year? And you know what? The answer is very little. The answer is, but you know, you took five AP courses, you know. Maybe that's why you learned uh, so little, because you were taking all these AP courses. You know what? You're at a stage in your life where you could really, you could really advance. And you should not have the mindset, you know what? Oh, I'm going to go to Eretz Yisrael. So in Eretz Yisrael, I'm going to learn. But until I get there, I don't have to do so. I don't have to do so. So I would really recognize that, you know what? It's, a, it's an opportunity. You probably will be surrounded by very talented, incredible rebellion, surrounded by opportunities. Like, seize those opportunities. I guarantee you that, you know, you'll come to Eretz Yisrael, you'll grow. You're going to look back at those years and say, you know, I, I could have done much more. I could have accomplished more in terms of Avodah Hashem, more in terms of learning. So seek those, seek those opportunities. Seek those opportunities very, very well. And I'll also tell you the following. You know, as you grow and as you get older, you know, challenges of environment, maintaining a real sense of Kedusha in Tahara is not simple. And it's harder to do in today's day and age, especially in America, than it was in, in earlier and earlier times. You know, the societal mindset is one that is not conducive to growth in the Torah Sashem. We live in such a permissive society where everything, everything goes. And the access that we have today is something that is unparalleled, unparalleled. You know, in previous years, you know, could guys get into trouble and do the wrong thing? Absolutely, yes, but it took effort. It took effort, no? You had to kind of, and you know, the hope is if something takes effort, along the way you kind of realize, should I really be doing this? You know, you live in a time where access to everything is immediate. You have to be on guard. You have to set up Kedarim. You have to know that, you know, that Kaddish Baruch Hu really expects me and has empowered me and given me the tools to grow in Avodah Hashem. So I will tell you, I think that you're, if you're entering, especially a senior year, where sometimes things are not as structured, and where sometimes the yeshiva will give you more time and more freedoms. Sometimes the schedule is not as intense as otherwise it has to be. You know, sometimes you find that the year ends earlier for seniors, or the semester ends earlier, or sometimes the day is shorter, because a lot of things are elective, and it's really up to you. Just make sure that you're as productive as you can possibly be when it comes to, when it comes to the Torah session. And set goals, set goals in terms of what you can accomplish. It would be a shame if you spend the summer here, and then you kind of go back, and uh, you know everything is as normal. You know the purpose of these programs is to kind of rattle a bit, not only the learning that you've done here, but kind of set a bark and set a tone, set goals and aspirations for for when you return. So that's something I'll be very, very careful, very, very careful about. Yeah. Yes. Now the message going around in terms of how we can relate to Mm-hmm. Because it's a related to trash that have come like, as a result of the Besamekdash. This is what it means to think about what we're missing. Right. Is, is there anything that there is that you more focused on the Besamekdash itself and not on the Besamekdash? Right. It's a, it's a good point. What I would tell you is this. It's very hard to be Misabal for the Besamekdash. And I'll tell you two very good reasons why it's so difficult. Number one, 
we never experienced the Beisamik. It's very hard to mourn for something that you never had. You know? If we had a Beisamikdash and it's taken from us, we sense a void, we sense a vacuum. So Bimis Abel on something that we never really had is a very difficult challenge. But I'll tell you, your grandparents also had that challenge. But there's something that we have that they didn't have. We live in a Golos of Chesed. We live in a Golos of Chesed. Which means that we have every opportunity. Every opportunity. You know, you take a look at the Haggadah of the Nasibas. You know what the que- first question the Nasibas raises in his Haggadah? It's like unusual. You know? How do you have a Satan? We're supposed to pretend to be free people. And we live in such an oppressive society. How do you pretend to be a Benchor? That's his question. You know what his answer is? Well, just like B'nai Yisravadim in Mitzrayim, and they were free, so Mirza Hashem will also be free one day as well. No? In all my years in Rabbanus, I was never asked such a question. No? How do you act as a free person at the Seder? No? Freedom. We're so used to it. It's something that comes so natural to us. What's hard for us is to experience Avelos. No? You live in a society... We have every opportunity. Kaddish Baruch Hu gave us every, every opportunity. Now, of freedom and liberty, prosperity. You know, you're here sitting and learning. You know what? Is it so bad? Is Golos so bad? You know, let me tell you what I mentioned just uh, minutes ago. Minutes ago. I asked you the question of the timing of Ritzia, right? Remember that, no? But I only answered half the question, no? Remember the question? Why is the timing now? Why isn't the timing immediately? So I answer the question, why do you pierce the ear of the Eved who sold himself as an Eved only now and not years ago? The answer was, a very different type of Abdus. Good? What about the other reason? What about the other reason? The reason that you pierce the Eved is because he stole. He stole. He stole, he didn't steal now. He stole years ago, no? He stole, he's an event. Years later, years later. You know, imagine all of a sudden someone wants to give you a consequence or something. You say, when did I do that, you know? You say, well, six years ago. You kind of look at him like, six years ago? Six years ago? And, and, and you want to discuss with me now, why is that the correct timing? No? So I'll tell you the following answer. I think this directly relates to the Chorban Abayis. This is what the Maral Diskin writes. Of course the punishment is immediate. He stole. You know what the Avera for stealing is? Being sold as a slave. That's the Avera. That's the Onish. It's immediate. It's immediate. The Avera, the Onish. The Avera, the Onish. But you know what? When a Kaddish Baruch Hu gives you an Onish, you know what you have to do? Like ABCs, no? You have to recognize that it's an Onish. And you have to be a chose of You have to readjust, but you have to recognize it's an onish. All of a sudden, this person serves as an eve. The sentence is up, he's done. And he wants to remain an eve. You know what that shows? That what was supposed to be an onish was not an onish at all. That's the tragedy of the evidence. An onish, you ready? Became an ideal. An onish became an ideal. You know, it's not so bad being an event. And therefore, even though I can go free, you know what that requires? An additional onish, because the first onish didn't do it. 
you know, instead of the onish being as an opportunity for change, you became so accustomed to an onish that the onish became an idea. So, when we're honest with ourselves, isn't that true of Golos? Huh? You know, we'll say in Shmon Esrei, And every Shmon Esrei, But it's hard to see Golos as an onish when you have every opportunity, no? Well, what's so devastating about this Golos? We can do anything that we want. We live in prosperity. Unparalleled freedoms. You know, maybe unparalleled Harbatsa Satora. You know, like, what's so bad about that? What's so bad about that? So that, I will tell you, is a huge challenge and balance. To recognize all the Chaste Hashem, and at the same time to realize how much we're missing. Not so simple, not so simple. It was obvious to our grandparents that Golos is Golos. But for us, it's easy to confuse an Onish with an idea. No? That's part of the challenge. So that's what you have to recognize. We thank HaKadosh Baruch Hu for every experience, even in Golos, but we recognize we're not there yet. There's so much more. So Chazal did the following. You know what? They used Tisha B'Av as a day of universal Avelos, when you go through the kinos, you're going to see half the kinos have nothing at all to do with Tisha B'av. Some of them have to do with Chorban Abayis. Some have nothing at all to do with the Chorban Abayis. Nothing to do with the Chorban Abayis. That's clear. It says so in the kinos. Because today is a day that you commemorate universal Avelos for everything that occurred, regardless of whether it happened on Tisha B'av, whether it doesn't. Now, I would just add the following. It's not just simply because, you know what? Once we're availing, so why don't you throw other things in as well? These personal tragedies that we experience and these setbacks would not necessarily have happened if we had the Beis HaMikdash. If I ask you what is responsible for these tragic setbacks, there's one answer. Golos. Golos HaShchina. Hester Panin. So you have to recognize it's not just a matter of, oh, we're commemorating this anyway, so I have an additional day that everything filters down through Esther Panim, through Golos Ashkina, through Golos. That's something which is very important. It's Mafurish in the Kinas. The Kinas tells us, don't set up another day in order to commemorate suffering, right? But Ki'im, this day of Tisha of itself is one. I, I will tell you, when the Briskarov was asked about establishing Yom HaShoah, he pointed to the Kinas. Where it says in the keynotes, you know what? That's the purpose of Tisha B'av. That's the purpose of Tisha B'av. I make sure, I assume they'll do it here, I make sure in my show to incorporate, incorporate Nuskaos regarding the Shoah into the keynotes. Into the keynotes. That's an appropriate thing. It's not just a matter of that makes it feel more real when we speak about something we can relate to. It's much more than that, no? It's we experience these things as a function of Galos HaShchina. And if we had the full Hashras Hashina, these things would not have occurred. It's not just a matter of a tool in order to be able to relate to Chorban Abayis. It's a function of Chorban Abayis. And that, I think, is something which is, which is critical. And that's Mufurish in the Kinos. That's why the Kinos have nothing at all to do, many of them, with Tisha B'av directly, but rather the realization that it relates to us in a profound way. Yeah, but, yeah. 
Right. It's, it's a good question. You know, the Gemara does discuss you know, how a person balances, right? That doesn't mean HaKadosh Baruch Hu and me. It means how do I serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu? No? Do I serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu, right, physically through Suda? Do I serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu for Tefillin Eisek Batorah? And the Rambam writes, the answer to the Gemara is Chatzil Hashem and Chatzil Hachem. The Rambam quotes them for Lamedetel for Shabbos, even regarding Shabbos as well. Even Shabbos, the day should be, should be split. Now, again, that doesn't mean these are different ways of serving on Kaddish Baruch Hu. No, that's the key, the key in life. I have to eat anyway. I have to eat anyway, but yeah, but you know, why you're eating, why you're doing so, <clears throat> that's something which is critical. That's the why question is like really important. Sometimes that makes a huge, a huge difference. I'll tell you a great Kiddush you can discuss with your Rebbeim at the Beis HaLevi, Shmos Perak Beis. Let's assume the following. You know what? Oh, your wife is expected. You know what? And you have to go to the hospital on Shabbos. So I call the car service. I call the American car service. You know, we're used to saying, you know, I'm going to call this car service because they're all non-Jewish drivers, no? What about the following possibility? I call and I say, you know what? Do you have a Jewish driver? So yeah, there's a Jewish driver sitting here. You know what? Send me the Jewish driver. Why would I ask the Jewish driver? Why would I ask the Jewish Very simply, no? Isn't it better that the Jewish driver should be taking myself and my wife to the hospital for Pikuach Nefesh you know, to deliver the baby than the next call? The next call to the game. No? The next call to the restaurant. So isn't it much better that you should be doing so for Pikuach Nefesh than doing so much Chalash Shabbos Daraisa? And it's going to be a thousand malachos. And every time he does this, every time he does that. You know what? So let him do it for Pikuach Nefesh. Oh, so that's an interesting issue the base of Levi raises. No? You would never be Mechal Shabbos. You're only being Mechal Shabbos because Bikoach Nefesh. Ah, that's a mitzvah rabbah. That's Yumadah Pehei. This taxi driver comes and says, where do you want to go? He'll take you anywhere. It so happens, it, it so happens that it's Bikoach Nefesh. So the base of writes a stunning Kiddush. If that's coincidental, and that's not relevant to what you're doing, I would take you anywhere, but it so happens to be, but that's not the why question, that's not why I'm doing it, you know what he writes? That's called Chil Shabbos. That's called Chil Shabbos. That's not Pikuach Nefesh is Dov Shabbos. You're not doing it because of Pikuach Nefesh. That's like something which is stunning, no? That means, for example, two people can do the same thing. For me, it's incredible about Hashem, and for you, it's an Isidarais of Chil Shabbos. Or the Beis Levi gives another example. You ready for this? Ooh. There are two people that live in Chutzlaretz. There are two people that live in Chutzlaretz. There's one person, let's just say the situation is, that there was Sakanash Drachim. It was really very dangerous to go to Eretz Yisrael. And Tosu said that justified remaining in Chutzlaretz. Tosu says, we, the Balayatosus, remained in Chutzlaretz because we couldn't get to Eretz Yisrael. We couldn't get there. We couldn't get there. You know what? So the base slave writes the following, based on the Haflah. Let's assume that's the case. You know what? That it's too much of a sakana. Not true bismanazim. Right? True in earlier times. Too much of a sakana. Oh, but the base slave writes, so you have two people in Chutzlaretz. One person who would love to be in Eretz Yisrael, but he can't get there because of a sakana strachim. You know what that's called? Ones rachmanapatre. No? That's a sigim ones. Right? Subhastav gimel. Okay. There's another person... He also couldn't have gotten there. 
because on a Sarkhanapatra. But guess what? He had no desire to go. He had no desire to go. The Mesalevi writes, there's a world of difference between a person who desires to, I desire to live in Eretz Yisrael, but there's circumstances that don't allow me to do so, as a person who's not desirous of any shape or form. For one person, it's Ones Rachmanapatre. For other person, you're being Mavatul Mitzvah Daraisa. The why question is really important, no? That, that's why pretty stunning. You know, there's some people who they learn and they forget they're learning a little bit, no? I guess all of us, no? You forget your learning. How did you forget your learning? How did you forget your learning? You know what? This guy forgot his learning because he chazered 20 times, but for whatever reason forgot something. This guy only chazered twice. No? There's a world of difference, no? The one who chazered 20 times, maybe I'll say, you know what? You did the best that you could. The guy only chazered twice. Why did you think you're going to remember it if you only chazered twice? No? You forgot what you were learning? Of course you forgot what you were learning. No? Because you didn't put in the effort. In other words, the why question is really important. The why question is really important. So I'll tell you the following. Now, the Rambam writes, you structure it on Shabbos. There are certain things that you do, so to speak, to take care of yourself. But the why question is really important. You know why you're having such an elaborate Suda? Not because tonight is a fast. No, you're having such an elaborate Suda because there's a great mitzvah of Onik Shabbos. No, Sachem Kufay. And there's a Sugin Shabbos of Kufi Zayin of Hayom. This is my Avodah Hashem. Kaddish Baruch who made certain aspects of Hashem so easy that the Avodah Hashem corresponds to right, my own needs. But you know what? The why question is important. Have that in mind. That's my Avodah Hashem. And then Shabbos is a time to spend. Like Lashem. No? Torah, Tefillah, Torah, Tefillah. I'll tell you a Chiddush of the Rambam. When the Rambam describes Paraglamit of the Shabbos, Chatsim, Shabbos, Shabbos, the Rambam has a Seder. You know what the first thing you have to do? is Lashem. And only afterwards, Lachem. So the Rambam paints the picture. The first thing you do is Davin, then you come home and have a Suda. Oh, the next thing, Shabbos morning, Davin, then a Suda. Oh, the third thing, Davin Mincha, and then Shalashudas. That's that Rambam, today's in Shachar, Reis Tariyalev, whether you can have Shalashudas before you Davin to this Mincha, no? The Rambam writes that, yeah, there's a Seder, there's a Seder. First, take care of and then the Lachem, but the Lachem with the why questioned it, because that's also a service of Kaddish Baruch. Recognize that take advantage of Kedusha. If you live in a time of a Kedusha Sazman, take advantage of that Kedusha. Now, you'll be able to accomplish more when you have Kedusha Sazman. You accomplish more when it comes to uh, Kedusha Samakam. There's a Drash Saran, Drash You know why a person should dominate Kivrei Sadikim? It's not that you're davening to the tzaddik. It's because the place has a kedusha. The place has a kedusha. Just like the kosal has a kedusha. The mikdash has a kedusha. Right? Kivrei tzaddikim have a kedusha. And, and therefore, there's a residual kedusha. Even lachar misa. A residual kedusha. I want you to take a look at that Joshua Saran. Joshua Ches. You, you know what the Ran writes? You know the chait of Meimariva? The chait of Moshe Rabbeinu, what did he do instead of what does Rashi say? He was supposed to speak to the rock, and instead he hit the rock. Uh, okay, so what's the Ramban's kasha? What's the Ramban's kasha? That was the chait. That was the chait. He was supposed to speak and not hit. Moshe Rabbeinu was called kacha samate. No? <laughs> Wasn't he told take the mata with you? You don't need a mata to speak. You need a mata to strike, to hit. 
So if Hashem told Moshe Rabbeinu, take the matter, isn't it clear that that was part of the Tzibri Hashem? No? Why else would he instruct Moshe to take the matter, if not to use the matter, if not to use the matter? Good kasha? No? That's Rabban's kasha against, against Rashi. So take a look at the Ran. Rosh Hashanah, Ran writes, I don't think that's a kasha at all. Moshe Rabbeinu said, take the matter. You know why I take the matter? You know why I take the matter? Oh, this wasn't just a stick. This, this was the matter, no? The matter was present with the snare when Moshe Rabbeinu perceived HaKadosh Baruch Hu. The matter was present around Rai too in every one of the makos. That's also important, no? Because if you read Chumash, the matter is only mentioned in five of the makos. Oh, but the Ran writes in every one of the makos. The matter was there. You know what? The Mata was there during all the Vos Moshe. The Mata was there during the snare. The Mata was there during the Makos. You know what? The Mata absorbed, absorbed Kedusha. It absorbed Kedusha. And you know what? That's why Moshe was told, make sure the Mata is with you. Because of the Kedusha. Because of the Kedusha. The Mata has value even if the Mata is not going to be used. And therefore, if I say, why have the matter with you? The answer is, is because the matter is, it signifies Kedusha, Kedusha. Even if it's not going to be practically used. And therefore, it's no steerer to assume, as Rashi does, that Moshe Rabbeinu is called to take a matter even to speak to the seller, no? Ooh, that's Iran. And then Iran writes, and that's why you go to Kirvei Tzadikim. <laughs> that's his, like, punchline, you know? It's because... There is a residual Kedusha. It's not because of what the Tzaddik is going to do. The Tzaddik is going to do. We haven't talked But there's a Kedusha Samakam. A Kedusha Samakam that's present. A residual, residual Kedusha. That's something which is striking. You have to take advantage of Kedusha. Kedusha says Makam. Kedusha says Zman. You have to absorb Kedusha. The Vilnagon writes, Yeridea Reis Samachem. That's why Brismila is on day 8. Because Brismila on day 8 assures that the child is going to experience Shabbos. And to prepare yourself for the Kedusha of Brismila, you have to experience a Shabbos. And guess what? You have an animal. To bring an animal is a carbon. Umiyom Hashmini Only on day 8 and on. That even the animal can live through a Shabbos. Wow. It's an opportunity to show it, to absorb Kedusha. Absorb Kedusha. And that's like a mission, no? It's true of time, it's true of place, no? it's true of objects. There's certain things that have a Kedusha, and you have to absorb. That's our service Kedusha. That's part of the summer mission, no? Absorb Kedusha. Absorb Kedusha. That's a Joshua Saran, Joshua Pes. I would uh, encourage you to take a look. Okay, what else? We have four minutes? Good. How is Brisbane free? Like, how's it done? Like, for, like, modern, like, kind of, like, how's it different to, like, how it's done these days? Right, we, you know, there, the mission describes Brisbane being done. There is a concern that as a result of Brisbane, there could be infection, and the child could end up being, right, Sakana. That's why the Mishnah says it was so necessary to meticulously wash the baby before the Brila, wash the baby after the Mila with water that was boiled, with sterilized water. 
That's a fascinating issue in Lambdas. The Mishnah says that if you don't wash the baby after the bris milah, that will be sakana. That will be a sakana. I'll tell you, fast in my is Balamun Ramban. You can take a look at Shabbos. Dafnun Gimel. And Dapiyarif. I have the water prepared to wash the baby before the bris. Right? And I have enough water to wash the baby after the bris. Because you prepare for bris milah. Good. Sterile water, everything I need. All of a sudden, I'm about to do the bris. Someone knocked over the bottle of water. I grabbed it. Half spilled out. Half spilled out. But I still have half. Half is only enough to wash the child before the bris. Can I do that bris? Can I do that bris? Oh, I'll do the bris. Now the child is in a state of pikoach nefesh. Pikoach nefesh is delche Shabbos. So now I can go ahead and sterilize other water to use for the child. Or do I say, no, you know, if you're faced with the situation of pikoach nefesh, you do it. But you can't set up a situation of pikoach nefesh. That's my focus to Bamor and the Rambam. Ramban writes, "Ain mitzvah l'shat to do the bris." Uh, you'll cross that bridge when you get there. Pikoch nefesh is doch Shabbos. The Balmor says, "How can you put yourself in a situation of like dechias isurin? How can you put yourself in a situation of dechias isurin?" So that's like a fascinating issue. Are, are you allowed to set that up? Oh, so the Machaber writes in Shofarach and in Shin Lamad We do things a little differently today. We do it differently. No, we don't always wash the baby afterwards. Right? Because we have other antibiotics and other things that we do for the baby. Even the Machabra's time, they used to do it differently. Certainly today, right? You see, the mole will go ahead and put certain ointments to make sure that uh, there's no element of uh, sakana after the bris. So the basic bris we do the same way. Mila, Priya, Mesitsa, right? In terms of seeing to it that there's a limited amount of sakana, that, uh, that we don't. One of the issues we have is mitzitzah. No, we draw the blood away from the makam amila. That's a fascinating issue. Pashup shat in the Gemara. That's because of sakana. That's because of physical sakana. Maybe it's also because of ruchnias, and that's why there's somewhat of debate. How essential is mitzitzah? How critical, critical is that? Is that really part of the bris milah, right? Or is that something that's just done? in order to safeguard, to prevent infection, in which case maybe we can do it in other ways without actually sucking or drawing the blood away from the brismina. So basically it's done in a similar way. Tosis does point out, right, to give us that that's not what Avram Avinu did. Avram Avinu only removed the outer layer of skin that was deceitfully not the inner layer of skin. That wasn't the mitzvah of Avram Avinu. So Avram Avinu did mitzvah one way, we do it another way, and the machabrites, maybe the way we avoid sakana could be in a little bit of different ways. Yeah. Is that a mitzvah daraisa? Right. We typically assume not. Uh, when the when the Rambam the Rambam mentions hadlokas near Shabbos in two places, perakev halchas Shabbos and peraklamadev halchas Shabbos. In those two places, the Rambam describes it as being part of the mitzvah of kavod and part of the mitzvah of one. So there was a takanid rabbanu of hadlokas near Shabbos, and the Rambam writes as part of kavod and one. So that's a mitzvah which the Rambam writes is midivrei kabbalah. That's the Rambam writes in Perak lamadet halchas Shabbos. Right, our bad Rambam b'Shabbos. The Rambam writes two of daraisa zacher and shamar shnayim. Right, our midivrei sofer vehim with Russian ayidei nevim. And the Rambam lists as part of that hadlokas aneiros as well. So that we assume is like a mitzvah which is midivrei kabbalah. Realize that it's also different than in earlier times. In earlier times, if they wouldn't light candles, it would be pitch black, pitch black. That would be terribly compromised on Shabbos. 
For us, it's a little bit different because we have all our lights on, everything is illuminated, right? We're doing so in terms of more of a mitzvah, the ambience, the radiance of Shabbos. So there is a question of whether Alakas Neros today is the exact same as Alakas Neros in earlier times, but we assume not really that which is Darais, so we assume part of Kavod, Covenant Onan. There are shown in that, right, maybe Covenant Onan is Alakha Moshe Misinai. Right? We normally assume that these are mitzvahs that are mitzvah Kabbalah or mitzvahs drama. I'd like to thank Rebbe for giving us this time and look forward to hearing more from Rebbe tomorrow. Okay, a pleasure. Okay, okay, that's all.